Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, part two of my conversation with Dr. Michael Sala about QAnon. Who is this supposed Trump administration insider who's been releasing explosive information concerning the internal war against the deep state? Q did release some posts basically linking Hillary Clinton to JFK Jr.'s death. That was only JFK's death that enabled Hillary Clinton to basically win the 2000 election for the Senate seat in New York State. Hey, I've been telling you about David John Oates, the discoverer of reverse speech for a while, and how he's coming to Toronto for three exclusive live presentations. And I want to remind you how you can meet and hear David and learn and experience his remarkable discovery. Mark these dates down. Thursday, October the 18th, Friday, October 19th, and Saturday, October 20th. David will be appearing and presenting at Metamorphosis Greek Orthodox Church, 40 Donlins Avenue in Toronto. That's right across from the Donlins subway station. On Thursday, the 18th, David will be presenting the reverse speech of politicians. That takes place from 7 to 9 p.m., just $10 at the door. Then, Friday, October 19th, David will be presenting the reverse speech of hitmen, mobsters, and serial killers. That's 7 to 9 p.m., again, $10 at the door. Then join me on Saturday, October 20th, when I'll be hosting David as he attempts to solve the JFK assassination using reverse speech. This takes place from 2 to 5 p.m., $15 at the door. Don't miss this rare opportunity to meet and hear the discoverer of reverse speech, David John Oates, October 18th, 19th, and 20th at Metamorphosis Greek Orthodox Church, 40 Donlins Avenue in Toronto. For information, go to reversespeech.com, a presentation of crime and trauma scene cleaners. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Monday. Dr. Michael Sala is standing by for part two of our conversation about QAnon, who began posting online anonymously and claiming to be a Trump administration insider, discussing the war against the deep state and revealing acts of treason and sedition by globalists at the highest levels of government. He's also been warning that military tribunals are coming soon to expose much of this evil and corruption. Before I get back to Dr. Michael Sala, I want to acknowledge a few listeners who took the time to write. Hello, Richard. My name is Corey, and I live in St. Louis, Missouri. 
I listen to your podcast while at work. I drive a sweeper truck overnight. The guests and topics on your shows kickstart the brain better than any caffeine-based beverage on the market. It's quite often that I'm listening to the podcast and must pause so I can tune in to Coast to Coast when you're a guest host. Your signature saying is, thank you for your voices, your beautiful voices. I want to thank you for your beautiful voice, Richard. Wishing all the best for you, the boys, and of course, the mighty Aphrodite. Well, thank you so much, Corey, and God bless. Uh, Hi, Richard. My name is Alan, and I live in the Fairbanks, Alaska area. I first started listening to you on Coast to Coast AM. I was a very early subscriber of Conspiracy Unlimited and subscribed to your shows on YouTube as well. I listen to Conspiracy Unlimited mostly on my old but still functioning Samsung Rugby Pro smartphone on Stitcher while driving, exercising, working around the house, etc. Thanks for all your great shows. I especially liked the Q segment recently. Sincerely, Alan from Interior Alaska. Well, Alan, thank you so much for writing, and I think you'll enjoy part two of our Q segment coming up very shortly. One more here. Found you through Coast to Coast. If I'm not cranking up Kiss or watching the Atlanta Braves, I'm checking out your different podcasts. We're halfway between Atlanta and Macon, Georgia. I was starving for this type of talk and didn't realize it till I got that first taste. You seem sincere, truly invested, and have a love for what you do. Keep up the great work. Kenny Edmondson in Milner, Georgia. Well, thank you so much, Kenny. I'd love to hear from you all. Please shoot me an email at richardserrett1 at gmail.com and tell me who you are, where you are, and how and why you listen to Conspiracy Unlimited. Dr. Michael Sala is an internationally recognized scholar in international politics, conflict resolution, and U.S. foreign policy. He's the author of four books in this field, including The Hero's Journey Towards a Second American Century, Why the Cold War Ended, and Islamic Radicalism, Muslim Nations, and the West. He's also authored uh, more than 70 articles, chapters, and book reviews on peace, ethnic conflict, and conflict resolution. He's also a pioneer in the field of exopolitics, which is the political study of the key factors, institutions, and processes associated with extraterrestrial life. He is uh, the author of Exopolitics, Political Implications of the Extraterrestrial Presence, Exposing U.S. Government Politics on Extraterrestrial Life, Galactic Diplomacy, Getting to Yes with E.T., Kennedy's Last Stand, Eisenhower, UFOs, MJ-12, and JFK's Assassination. Insiders reveal secret space programs and extraterrestrial alliances. And finally, his most recent book, U.S. Navy's Secret Space Programs and Nordic Extraterrestrial Alliance. Here's part two of our conversation. What about these claims that at some point we're going to see, you you alluded to this earlier, we're going to see these military trials, we're going to see some very high-level deep state officials maybe locked up at Guantanamo Bay. I mean, heck, they've mentioned, or some of these posts or or people responding and and commenting on, on Q have suggested maybe the Clintons, maybe people, other people from the Obama administration, maybe even Obama himself. That seems a little beyond the pale, don't you think? Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, the, the thing is exactly what is it that uh, people are going to um, admit in terms of um, them being questioned? I mean, there are these uh, secret indictments. Um, people are being questioned. Uh, and, you know, according to QAnon, um, people like Lisa Page, Peter Strozek, uh, James Baker... Uh, um, and Loretta Lynch, uh, they're singing like canaries. I mean, that's basically they've been threatened um, in terms of uh, being taken up to a military 
court uh, because you know you, you not only have the authorization for the use of military force putting the U.S. on, on a war footing, but you also have this uh, executive order passed by Trump on December 21st, 2017, um, de- declaring a state of national emergency because of international uh, corruption and human rights abuse. Um, and so violating a state of national emergency um, during a time of war basically uh, means that you can be hauled up before a, a military court. So using those kinds of threats, apparently these uh, high-level people um, are, are being interviewed and they're, they're talking. And so I think this is what the Trump administration is doing. Now, this is the master plan. It's not Trump's plan, but this is the military intelligence master plan. It's to basically get people talking as much as possible so that then when you have the goods on them, when you, ha- when you can prosecute them and when you can lock them up in Guantanamo, that's when they give up and they spill the beans. And so I think the threat of Guantanamo, even against someone like uh, um, you know, Hillary Clinton uh, um, or, or, or Bill Clinton, is used uh, to kind of get them to confess. Because I think, you know, Loretta Lynch, you know, she uh, has been questioned or she, they know what really happened at the tarmac when a, when a deal was struck to, to stop the D- Department of Justice um, investigating um, Hillary Clinton's um, uh, email saga. So I think deals are being made, and I, I personally don't think that uh, people like Barack Obama are going to basically be, be jailed or anything. I, I think we're going to have, uh, you know, those that are recalcitrant and holding out to the end, maybe they will be tried. But I think the big fish will, will make deals so that they get to kind of retire in comfort or just kind of, you know, get out of the public uh, eye. And, and power is handed over um, to the Trump administration. Where does George Soros uh, fit in with all this? Uh, I recall a, uh, a Q posting back in, I think, December of 2017 when he kind of, well, he basically threatened Soros, who is seen as, you know, the puppet master behind, uh, the, you know, the progressive movement and these, you know, paid protesters taking to the streets. We saw it again with the Kavanaugh confirmation. After he threatened Soros, Soros' email account or his Twitter account went silent for a while. What's going on there, do you think? Well, I think George Soros would be one of the examples of, you know, one of the more recalcitrant uh, forces that uh, would, would probably, uh, uh, be, be, he would have to be arrested. They'd have to send Marines, a detachment of Marines, to essentially arrest him and bring him in uh, because I don't see him as being someone that's going to talk. But I think in terms of what QAnon has been saying, um, Q, so George Soros um, has been sending funds to basically get these different groups to go out there and destabilize the Trump administration and to conduct violence in the streets. I mean, like the Antifa demonstrations. I mean, there, there are connections with the, with the Soros um, group in terms of funding. Um, so, you know, once that connection is made clear, you know, here you have a clear case of, of Soros um, basically trying to destabilize the United States during a time of war. And so that could very easily uh, end up in him being brought before a military court. So um, I'm sure when they're ready to move, they, they can do it. Now, now Soros is one of the um, uh, linchpins of the, the kind of shadow government, the deep state. I mean, he's a high-level official. So I think, um, you know, they'll probably seek to make a deal with him 
Uh, if he doesn't make a deal, then you know maybe they can go ahead and, and do. But I think I think this is what you know, Trump. This is why Trump, I believe, was selected to be president because ultimately, you know, you can love him or hate him; it doesn't really matter. He is someone that really enjoys making deals. He he's a deal maker. Um, and he is the ideal person to be president of the United States at this moment because there needs to be deals made with people. You know, no one wants there to be war. No one wants the United States to descend into civil war or for there to be kind of false flag attacks occurring around the world where, you know, different states all of a sudden find themselves attacked in some way and, you know, that leading to military uh, retaliation and escalation. No one really wants that. So deals need to be made. And I think Trump, is the sort of guy to kind of make deals, and um, um, you know, and that's that's it. I think he'll just kind of like he he knows he he he's the winner. He he's won. He'll make a deal. Um, those that are opposed to him will kind of like uh, settle up and just kind of fade into the limelight or fade fade into the background. And Trump will get to enjoy the limelight and get to uh, you know see what what happens as all of this comes out into the public arena. You, you had mentioned the, the officers, the military officers that showed up at the Oval Office that at the time the FBI were raiding Michael Cohen's uh, office uh, and uh, the scene seemed to be sending this signal about 9-11, nine officers on one side, 11 on the other. And um, I, I had heard from a former intelligence uh, asset who had been posted at the Baghdad uh, embassy in New York uh, during uh, 9-11 and tried to warn uh, various officials inside the Bush administration, including her second cousin, Andrew Card, about an attack. Um, and of course, she was uh, jailed uh, for her trouble. Um, but, but she told me that she has, has it on good authority that, that Trump is looking to reopen the 9-11 investigation. Has Q said anything about about the people behind Trump wanting to get to the bottom of, of, of 9-11? Will there be another, do you think, another um, public inquiry? Well, I, Q has basically remained very quiet when it comes to 9-11, and I think there's a good reason for that. I think that a lot of these secret, or these uh, sealed indictments probably are, uh, Dealing with um, a, a aiding and abetting forces involved in the 9/11 attack, um, which means that you know th- that evidence um, is sealed and can't be released. So I, I think this is one of the reasons why uh, Q Anon, who has been putting out or leaking incredible amounts of information um, about a whole range of issues, but when it comes to 9/11. Uh, QAnon has been silent, and I think the reason is because this is probably uh, what many of these sealed indictments deal with, aiding and abetting those that were involved in the 9-11 attacks. I wanted to talk about um, things that Project Veritas and James O'Keefe has been uncovering, those undercover videos of people uh, in various, the State Department. These are very low-level uh, employees at these government agencies basically admitting to be Marxists and socialists and using using resources at work and and all of their spare time at work uh, to to undermine um, and to resist and to obstruct uh, the, the the Trump administration's agenda. Um, 
I mean, what, what does Q say about that? Is anything going to be done about that? Are we actually going to finally see the swamp be drained? I mean, I'm talking about even the lower echelons, these, this permanent bureaucracy that just uh, obstructs. Mm-hmm. I, I think what's going to happen is that um, as these um, criminal cases and military cases uh, go forward and the evidence is uh, released that many people that were vehemently anti-Trump um, are, are going to be deeply shocked by the extent of the corruption and the criminal activities uh, that the deep state has been performing. And um, I think there's going to be a, a wide-scale reassessment of uh, Trump's role um, in, in, in all of this. That, you know, the, the ex- I mean, we're talking about um, you know, not only 9-11 and kind of like false flag attacks and kind of like trying to subvert the Trump administration. You know, we're talking about kind of um, systematic uh, corruption uh, and manipulation of the uh, of the political class in, in Washington, D.C., um, kind of similar to the uh, what was uh, described by John DeCamp in his book, The Franklin Cover-Up, where... Yes. Basically, you, you have you know, pedophilia and uh, kind of children being used uh, to compromise politicians. As, as that kind of information is released and it's shown to be solid and that the, the whole political class has been compromised, both Democrat and Republican, as this information comes forward, I, I think a lot of people that uh, uh, are going to kind of like really reassess um, you know, just the validity of people, uh, I guess you, you've been talking about the deep state and corruption for years, and, you know, I, I certainly have been. People are going to start look, looking at this, well, you know, maybe we're wrong in in uh, kind of poo-pooing this idea of a, of a deep state, kind of like subverting both Republican and, dem- and, and Democratic sides, that there was such an entity. And and um, and people like Donald Trump are, are going to be kind of re-evaluated as actually performing a very important role in helping drain the swamp. I wanted to ask you about uh, going back to the Clintons for a minute. Uh, and uh, you mentioned, you know, this, these pedophile rings. And of course, um, Jeffrey Epstein, the American financier, registered sex offender. Uh, and there are flight records, apparently, I, I should say allegedly, I don't know, uh, but there are flight records that show former President Bill Clinton flew on Epstein's plane, which was nicknamed the Lolita Express, something like 26 times. Uh, do you think Do you think that is being held over the Clinton, if it exists, this proof? Is that being held over the Clinton's head, heads? Uh, and if not, why not? Uh, and, and, and will that ever see the light of day? Will they be exposed? Will Bill Clinton be exposed if, in fact, this is true, that he was uh, cavorting with or, or hanging out with this registered sex offender on board this, this uh, plane, flying to this island where, you know, underage children were sexually used and abused? Right, yes. Um, and that island, I mean, there was a structure there in, in the island which looked like a temple. And um, and that kind of like does support the idea that uh, children were taken there, used for these um, kind of sexually by visiting politicians and so forth. Um, I mean, they had these incriminating photos of uh, Prince Andrew 
of um, of Britain uh, with this um, young young lady. I think when she was underage, kind of like uh, also visiting um, Epstein Island, and and I think that all of this uh, is is something that is going to uh, be an unveiled in some way during these uh, sealed indictments uh, being unsealed and the evidence coming out. Now, I think the, the big question is going to be, well, how how much is this going to be um, designed to kind of like uh, expose the practice itself as opposed to getting people to kind of like make deals? Because, you know, you can get people to make deals and say, Bill Clinton to roll over and talk about well, you know who who was who was the bigger fish in, in charge of all of this. So you know I think once you've done that a number of times, then uh, who, whoever it was that was in control or running these uh, these kind of like pedophile rings, um, you know they they they're the ones that ultimately are also going to either they're going to be given a stark choice. You know do you kind of confess to everything, uh, make a deal, you know you know, fade slowly into the night or are you going to kind of like uh, be hauled up to Guantanamo Bay and, and tried? So um, I, I think we are going to have a, a lot that's going to be released, but I think a lot of people are also making deals. And, and the big fish, I think people like Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, Loretta Lynch, um, uh, I think that they're going to make the deals. And I, I certainly think uh, Barack Obama um I don't think that he is uh, someone that's going to kind of threaten his legacy in any way. I think um, if, if there was any kind of uh, wrongdoing which gets him in trouble in terms of uh, you know what what the military intelligence community plans to do and these um, kind of uh, sealed cases, I think he he would also essentially make a deal to preserve his his legacy, which I think is a very important one for the United States. So I, I don't think Barack Obama. Um, is is someone that uh, you know, and one of the things that you know, I know a lot of people that are supportive of QAnon and, and critical of Obama um, forget is the fact that you know Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton fought a very tense uh, battle in two thousand and eight for the presidential election, and, and Obama won and and kind of stopped Hillary Clinton in her in her tracks because she thought that she she was a shoe in for the. Uh, for becoming president back then. So, you know, I think uh, Obama has played a very important role in um, in U.S. history. So I think I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to come out of this too badly at all. But certainly I think Hillary Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton and, and others, uh, they, they might not do as well. He was going to do it his way. The history of rock and roll is littered with suspicious deaths and the unexplainable. If he wasn't going to get off the grog, which he wasn't, it was probably going to kill him. Lennon, Hendrix, Presley, Jim Morrison, the truth told by the experts and the people there. Revelations that will blow your mind. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone with Richard Serrett. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Westwood One Podcast app. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, what, what a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Dr. Michael Sala is here discussing QAnon.
Now, I don't know if you've been following this latest bit, which uh, to many I think will sound absolutely, you know, fantastical, but (laughs) who knows? That is the idea, the emergence of this individual they are now calling R, uh, you know, R following Q, uh, and that is that R is, in fact, John F. Kennedy Jr., and that he survived or faked his death, and he and his wife, uh, and then he has now gone undercover uh, and is working with Q and others in the uh, in the uh, the underground resistance against the deep state. He he has gone undercover to try and determine who killed his father. What do you make of that? Well, that sounds pretty far fetched to me. Um, but one thing that I, I do agree with is that um, Q did release some posts basically linking Hillary Clinton uh, to uh, JFK Jr.'s um, death, that uh, it was only JFK's death that enabled Hillary Clinton to basically win the 2000 election for uh, the Senate seat in New York State. And um, and, and so I, I think that uh, that was a very uh, important kind of revelation there by by Q that uh, it's known that uh, Hillary Clinton was complicit in that death. And and, and so, um, yeah, there, there is a JFK Jr. connection here. I mean, I, I, I would be very surprised um, if if JFK Jr. suddenly emerged and, you know, was, was linked in some way to Q, whether you call him R or Q plus or whatever. But, um, you know, I think that's kind of far-fetched. But, but nevertheless, um, I, like everyone else, is waiting to see exactly what's going to emerge as, you know, all the sealed indictments um, unsealed and all the evidence is released and we have these resignations from the um, Department of Justice, people like Rod Rosenstein clearing and the the Mueller investigation collapsing. And then then you have, uh, um, you know, John Huber, um, coming forward with uh, with the real investigation into the deep state, you know, where, which is going to be enormous when that comes out. Uh, this is the um, the Justice Department. The um, uh, uh, what what is he called? The the attorney for Utah. Yes, yes, and he's okay. So when is this all going to come to a head? Do you think? I mean, this is are we looking at something maybe after the midterms? Are we actually going to see this? Uh, you know, the unsealing of these indictments and so forth in the next year, two years, uh, a second term for Trump. If that happens, when? Well, I was uh, the timetable. I think was that uh, you know this would happen before the midterm elections uh, because. Uh, this would result in uh, Q uh, keeps referring to a red wave, and that what would what would ensure a red wave would you know basically Republicans are being successful during these midterm elections, is if all of this information started to come out. Um, so, but the but the key seems to be well one of the key um, hurdles seem to have been the the Kavanaugh. Um, Nomination because uh, one of the things that I, th- I thought was very interesting was that uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh during the um, uh, confirmation process in in the Senate, I mean, he was asked a series of questions by uh, Senator Lindsey Graham about uh, the legality of military trials of civilians. Um, that could U.S. citizens be be hauled up before a military court, 
And, uh, and this was a very unusual line of questioning. And, and Kavanaugh said, yes, yeah, sure, because, you know, the authorization of the military force applies. And so we are at a st- in a state of war. So, yes, you, you could be definitely hauled up before a military court. So, you know, so right there you have, um, you know, Kavanaugh uh, saying that uh, as a Supreme Court justice, he would rule in favor of uh, military trials of U.S. citizens during this kind of post-9-11 time of war is entirely legal. Um, and so that probably uh, you know, was anticipating uh, some kind of legal challenge to future military trials. So with Kavanaugh's uh, successful nomination, you know, that hurdle has been passed. Now, the, the next hurdle seems to be Rod Rosenstein's resignation and the collapse of the Mueller investigation and then um, you know the the kind of uh, uh, House and the Senate investigating uh, what what really happened in terms of uh, collusion within the FBI and the Department of Justice to subvert uh, President uh, Trump uh, even before uh, you know, assuming office. So so I think this is what we're probably going to see in the next um, few weeks before the midterms, and then um, on January first. That appears to also be another key hurdle because that's when the amendments to the uh, to the military courts martial um, uh, regulations goes into effect, which basically makes which streamlines collaboration between the criminal justice system and the and the military. Uh, justice system. So, in other words, the, mili- the U.S. military and the Department of Justice can collaborate in dealing with a lot of very complex um, criminal cases, and so that all comes into effect on January first. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think things will start happening before the midterms. That is going to just, uh, you know, basically lead to this red wave that Q has been predicting, and then um, in January 2019. Uh, we're probably going to see the first of the um, sealed un- indictments being unsealed and uh, criminal kind of military trials commencing. Wow. I mean, that's a pretty tight timeline. We're only we're less now than four weeks away from the midterms, November the 6th. So you're saying this is going to this is going to unfold very quickly. I think this is what uh, what QAnon has been saying. And this, of course, is the kind of make or break, you know, because, I mean, people like myself who have been following QAnon closely and, and see that this is um, you know, a legitimate military intelligence group. I mean, QAnon has made these statements and um, it's like, well, um, you know, we've been waiting for these uh, sealed indictments to be unsealed. We've been waiting for um, this um, th- this evidence about uh, Rob Rosenstein and other people within the Department of Justice colluding to undermine the Trump administration, both prior to and after uh, he became president kind of like all, all this being released. So um, in a way, you know, we're waiting for all of this to be un, 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 unleashed. And when it does happen, well, that, that'll be confirmation for, for QAnon. As, and then, um, you know, what, what happens after that, we don't know. If it doesn't happen, well, then, um, you know, is this merely um, a, a delaying tactic? Does this mean that QAnon was a LARP, as, as there are um, some critics have been saying for some time? Um, I, I personally think that uh, QAnon is, is genuine, um, so I'm fairly confident that uh, this timeline is is going to be kind of like uh, pretty accurate. Uh, but 
uh, I, I need to be kind of like uh, like everyone else. I'm just waiting to see if, if it really does unfold. Uh, a couple other points here. Uh, one is, what is America going to look like if this all comes to fruition and we see military tribunals and we see the collapse of the of the the, the deep state and we see the resurgence of uh, America as a sovereign, a truly sovereign nation? I mean, what is, what is America going to look like? Is there going to be, for example, is there going to be a Democratic Party after this? Uh, are we going to see, you know, for the next generations, uh, Republicans controlling the House and the Senate and the White House uh, and the judiciary? Well, I think what people are going to see is that uh, both Republicans and Democrats uh, were deeply compromised uh, by the deep state. You know, as, as the trials uh, uh, move forward, uh, people from both sides of the aisle uh, are going to be um, kind of forced to resign and, and, and justify, you know, what they did. And, uh, and so I think that's going to be um, a tremendous kind of shock to a lot of people. Um, you know, I think uh, people will have more confidence in Donald Trump and the and the role of the U.S. military in in you know basically draining the swamp. So I think Trump's approval rating is, is going to skyrocket. Um, as, as to what kind of America we can expect, I personally I think uh, Donald Trump. And this is one of the things that uh, QAnon has revealed is that um, uh, that the the whole kind of uh, secret space program. Um, information is, is real that there are secret space programs that Trump's idea of the Space Force um, is designed to kind of like uh, let loose all of these suppressed technologies that have been kept in the black programs and not released to the American people and and um, one of the things that I heard um, we, I'm still waiting to confirm this but, but it kind of makes sense is that only days after Trump was inaugurated as president on January 20th uh, 2016, uh, he, 2017, sorry, um, he passed a, um, sent off a memorandum uh, to uh, all of the different groups in the intelligence community ordering one, uh, ordering the intelligence community to release their holds on over 1,000 patent applications that had been denied. Um, and these patent applications are concerned uh, free energy and and health. So I think what we are probably going to witness uh, as the, all this unfolds is that a lot of these suppressed technologies are going to be released, patents are going to come out into the public arena, and all of a sudden people are going to learn that you know free energy devices are very real, that you can actually have a little generator in your home that's the size of a shoebox that will power your home for, for a decade or something, mm. and that things like anti-aging or even reverse aging, that these are technologies that are very viable and you can have kind of limb and organ replacement. So I think there's going to be, um, people are going to be delighted with these technologies being released. I imagine at the beginning, there'll be, you know, market, you know, supply demand type things. So these will be very expensive, but as time goes on, you know, like many things, they'll become cheaper and cheaper. And it'll lead to a planetary renaissance. I was just going to say, it sounds like we're entering into a golden age. We are at a real inflection point in history, aren't we? I believe so. I, I know that, um, uh, you know, for example, we are 
seeing things being uncovered in Antarctica with the melting ice um, that uh, is forcing the kind of disclosure timetable to be accelerated. And there's a very real concern that as West Antarctica melts, because of all of the volcanoes becoming active down there, there's there's over 130 volcanoes under the kind of West Antarctic ice shelf, which is melting the West Antarctica region far more quickly than the East Antarctic, which is kind of like remains um, a frozen wasteland. But West Antarctica is melting, which is going to influence the the kind of uh, centrifugal force exerted by the Earth spinning, which is the precise mechanism that... um, uh, Albert Einstein identified in, in a kind of review of Charles Hapgood's book, The Earth's Shifting Crust, for what triggers a pole shift. So this is something we as a species are going to have to deal with, that there could be a, a, a physical pole shift where you can have you know planet-wide emergencies, uh, catastrophes um, taking place. And, um, you know, I think the, the deep state's um, strategy was to basically not inform anyone and, and just kind of let it play out and let the let the deaths occur. But I think that with all of this information being released, all of these technologies coming online, uh, humanity will be given an opportunity to kind of like escape these catastrophes and basically ride them out. And then on the other end, on the other side of whatever pole shift, earthwide catastrophes, solar flash happens, whatever. Um, we will then be able to kind of build uh, incredible civilization. Michael, absolutely mind-blowing stuff. Thank you so much for bringing us up to date. Oh, one more question. Are we going to know his identity? Is he going to reveal himself at some point, or will he be like Deep Throat? Not for another 30 years will we know who QAnon is. I, I think it'll be like Deep Throat. I think QAnon will, like like any good military intelligence operation, when the job is done, they just kind of melt away. So I think I don't think we'll ever know who QAnon wa- uh, was, but you know, by the deeds, uh, the, by all the information that's been released, I think that's how history will judge QAnon. Michael, thank you so much for this. Great talking to you. You're welcome. Aloha, Michael Sala. Okay, well, that was pretty remarkable. More to come on Q, I'm sure. Now, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to fill you in on what is in store for episode 132. Hey, this is Tony Merkel, host of The Confessionals, a blog talk radio podcast that brings you weekly interviews with eyewitness accounts of strange and unexplained events. From paranormal activity to UFO encounters to Bigfoot sightings, step into The Confessionals as we explore mysterious real-life stories. Check us out on your favorite podcast app or theconfessionalspodcast.com. And many thanks to Conspiracy Unlimited for having me on the air. I'll see you all on The Confessionals. Coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited, are we living in a computer simulation? Jim Elvidge, the author of Digital Consciousness, my guest. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.